All right, by now, guys, you know, I love talking about old wrestling. What you might not know is it's not my real passion. My real passion is helping people save money. My real passion is getting families out of apartments and into houses. My real passion is getting people's finances aligned so they can retire on time. I hated going to Walmart and seeing the greeter being 80 years old. She should not be working. She should be home. Why is she still working? Because she still has a mortgage. I want to help avoid that for you. The other thing I want to help you with, let's make sure your kids don't get saddled with student loans. If you've got a student loan, why did you get one? Maybe because your parents still had a mortgage. I'm not saying that to be funny. I'm being sincere. There's only so much money to go around. What I want to help you do is figure out where you are right now and where you want to be long-term. And I do it at SaveWithConrad.com. I've been doing mortgages for more than 20 years. And during all that time, we've helped tens of thousands of families change their life. I mean, routinely, we're helping our podcast listeners save five, six, seven, eight hundred bucks a month, but more importantly, get them out of debt faster and with cheaper monthly payments. But if you don't think it can happen for you, let me just tell you this. We are not the bank. We don't say no. We say not yet, but here's how. We're going to get you a game plan on how to improve your credit, how to save a little bit of cash and how to get into that dream house. Maybe you're already in the house, but it would be nice if someday we could put a pool in the back or one day we want to upgrade to hardwood floors or remodel the kitchen or get a badass master bathroom. I can help you do all of that with no money out of pocket right now at SaveWithConrad.com. You don't need perfect credit. You don't need money out of your pocket. And if we can't help you save some cash, we won't waste your time. Check it out. SaveWithConrad.com, NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. And hey, y'all, don't take my word for it. Check us out. We've got an A-plus with the Better Business Bureau. And as if that's not enough, go look at our reviews. Read them and weep, haters. ConradReviews.com. You'll see more than a thousand five-star reviews. Our average review is 4.72 stars. Find out how much money you can save. Take control of your life in 2023 by taking control of your finances. We're going to show you how to keep more of your own money. If you've got credit card debt, what are you paying on that? 14%, 28%, you know, you can do better with the mortgage though. You may not know this, the interest you pay is tax deductible. And we can even show you how to skip your next two house payments. So if you can get a lower monthly payment, pay your debt off faster, get a greater tax deduction at the end of the year. And right now, right after the holidays, skip your next two payments, buddy, this is the biggest no brainer in the history of the world. Find out how much money you can save right now for free at savewithconrad.com. Or Hey man, shoot me an email directly. Conrad at savewithconrad.com. Hey guys, Tony Schiavone. Need to call a timeout real quick. Wanted to tell your listeners what I've been telling what happened when listeners for a while now about all the cool things happening over on adfreeshows.com. On a brand new edition of Insiders, Gary Juster sits down with Conrad to discuss his decades spent behind the scenes in AWA, NWA, WCW, and ROH. I don't think it was a battle with Eric so much on uh, TV versus house shows. It was a matter of if they're not making money, we got to figure out, you know, something else. You know, we just can't let it bleed like that. We go one on one with WWE Hall of Famer Teddy Long as he joins Mike Chioda for a special edition of Monday Mailbag. And so I'm tired, man. I'm really tired, but I don't want to let Mike drive because I already know, <laughs> you know, I, I already know how he drives. So anyway, I just couldn't take it no further. So I said, Mike, you know, go ahead and, you know, <laughs> you know, take us in. 
So I got in, let Mike start driving. I guess, man, I went right to sleep because I was tired. So I guess maybe 10 minutes into that ride, all of a sudden I wake up, we're like in a tailspin. <laughs> Royal Rumble season is here, and we watch back the most memorable rumble of all time, featuring the most iconic robe of all time, alongside the nature boy himself. Um, I mean, there was only one Olivia Walker. She was classic. and um, But I, I just, out of nowhere, I just decided to... Um, to pick that color in black. You know, here's the deal. I, I, I've never had a great physique. And you know that black makes you look leaner. So black on black, black boots. So <laughs> I went to I went to black a lot after about 40, age of 41. <laughs> That's very simple, honest answer. That's just a small taste of what we've got waiting for you. With four levels to choose from, see for yourself. Why Ad Free Shows is the best value in wrestling today. Sign up now at adfreeshows.com. The recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment. This is Kurt Angle, and welcome to the Kurt Angle Show. On the show today, we'll be talking about a guy whose arm I broke. But first, let me introduce to you my co-host, Paul Bromwell. How you doing today, Paul? Hey, Kurt. I'm doing great, man. It's good to see you. I just said in joking as we uh, clicked on here, I'm sure you're tired of seeing me. You got to come out here and spend a little time in my back, you know, my backyard here and, and, and you drove because they canceled flights and you were the man and you showed up and did a really cool corporate event. You drove all the way back home. Then you drive back out. You hit Hershey with the family and you show up at raw 30, man. Talk about that experience. It was a lot of fun. I didn't know that I was going to be teaming up with DX, you know, going out there with those guys. I knew I was going to be refereeing a match. But, uh, you know, when they threw the idea at me, I was like, this is, this is awesome. You know? <laughs> I'm going to be out there with DX. Like, you know, when I started in wrestling, they were the hottest thing on TV, you know, and, uh, knowing that, you know, th that, that was one of my inspirations when I joined, I, I love DX and I love stone cold, Steve Austin and, and those two gimmicks, if you want to call them that, yeah, uh, that's what inspired me to start, uh, in pro wrestling. Kurt, we listen, we thought let's take the opportunity and put it out to the fans of the show and see if they have some questions about raw 30 and your experience there. So instead of me going through it with you, let's throw it to the fans and let's hear what they have to say. So we're going to start with my buddy, DJ crunch. And, uh, he interacts with us a lot on social media. He said, raw 30, Kurt, what was it like after the show? Did you hang out with all the old guard and get into some mischief? And what is it like now with triple H running things from a creative standpoint compared to Vince? So let's start at the beginning. What was it like after the show? Did you get to hang out with any of these guys? No, no, I'm married. I have four kids, six kids actually, but, um, you know, it was time for me to get back to my family. Uh, we literally, um, we, uh, we stayed overnight though. We did stay overnight. 
allowed, allowed the kids to stay up late because they didn't have school tomorrow. They did, but they were missing school because okay. we drove out to Philadelphia. So, uh, you know, that, but we, I didn't really get to hang out uh, too much with anybody. I did speak to Hulk Hogan for a bit of time for about a half hour. And I also spoke to Undertaker for about a half hour. And, and those two guys are the two guys that I wanted to catch up with uh, when I, when I went there. So I was very happy to be able to do that. Man, that's cool. So you spent time with Hulk. Uh, what'd you guys talk about? Let's talk a little bit about catching up with Hulk Hogan after all these years. Uh, our health. <laughs> we <laughs> What's stopped. broken? What needs to be oh, fixed? Gosh, and yes, yes. What we need fixed, what we had fixed. Hogan uh, had his back surgery uh, again. Um, he had the, um, the nerves cut from his lower body. He can't feel his lower body. Mm. So he has to use his cane to walk around. I thought he was using the cane because he has pain in his back. He doesn't have any pain. He has nothing at all. He, he can't feel anything. Yikes. So now he can't feel his legs. So he has to walk with the cane, which is, you know, that, that that's pretty serious, man. I mean, I, I really feel for Hogan. He, he put his heart and soul into the business and it, and it ate him up. <laughs> yeah. His heart, soul, and his body. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's paying for it all these years later. It was, it was fun to see him come out and kick off the show though, dude. It was, it was, I mean, if you're going to kick off the show, the 30th anniversary of raw, it should be Hulk Hogan. He's the name and face of the company. He's the guy that uh, revolutionized pro wrestling. I, I have so much respect for him. All right. So DJ goes on. He says, what's it like now with triple H running things? There's a fun picture. I saw it on social. We know he wore the leather coat to come out and do the DX, but there's a picture of him behind the scenes. He's got reading glasses on the <laughs> leather jacket with Bruce Pritchard beside him and uh, William Regal beside him and gorilla, but it's like, he's still in his full gimmick, but the reading glasses and still working hard behind the show. <laughs> when we were rehearsing outside or uh, out in the ring earlier in the day, he had the glasses on. <laughs> it's like, I'm, it's so weird to see triple H like that, you know? Yeah. You don't realize, you know, guys get older, people get older. They That's start right. Vision. I mean, they all had glasses. Shawn Michaels had them on. Uh, everybody had their glasses on in the ring. I, I was the only one that didn't. I felt actually pretty young. <laughs> Sean Waltman. But, dude, Sean Waltman put you over on social media. He put out a, a Kurt Angle appreciation post. I thought that was pretty fun. You know what? He came up to me and he said, listen, man, you're one of the greatest. Uh, I really enjoyed watching your career and seeing you start out when I was in DX and you know, what you did is incredible. And I have so much respect for you. And he even said, Hey, the, the thing we did tonight, uh, with, you know, DX and you, he said, you carried that whole thing. I'm like, no, I didn't. You know, I, I just, I said a few lines, you know, I answered a few questions. He said, it's just how you did it. You know, you were being the, 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 the normal Kurt angle, the unusual Kurt angle that people always, uh, you know, the funny dork yeah, the goofy guy. Yeah. Um, you know, but he was really cool. And I, you know, I, I told him how much I loved his career and followed his career. And, uh, you know, I even told him that I watched him in WCW and, you know, uh, we, we really hit it off. So the next day or the day or two days later, he tweets this out and I was like, Whoa, you know? So I, I tweeted him back and said, no, you're the best. That's awesome. Uh, it's, it's a, such a camaraderie and it, and what I was excited about was cause you know, we talk is you being able to catch up, like you said, with the boys, cause you guys don't always text and talk with each other all the time. It's no, events you like know this. You're right, Paul, the wrestling business. It's really sad because you live with these guys and girls on the road. You're with them than more than you are with your family. But when it's done, 
nobody keeps in touch. Nobody calls each other. Nobody reaches out. Just the ones that are very, very close, you know, maybe Triple H and Shawn Michaels, you know, but, but for the most part, nobody really keeps in touch with each other. I, I mean, I, I text Triple H every couple months, you know, he'll text me back or, or he'll get a hold of me every couple months, but it's not a lot. I don't hear anything from Brock Lesnar, Undertaker, uh, you know, all my closest friends, you know, uh, even Shelton Benjamin, I, I never hear from him. So it's a sad business in that, in that category, but it turns into a family reunion quickly at these events. I got to ask, you said his name. It's like, we never stopped doing it. You know, it, it, you, you get, you go back there a few years later, it seems like you're still going, you know? Yeah. You said Brock Lesnar. Did you get to at least say hi to him? No, I didn't even see him. I didn't even know he was there. My wife, okay. told me he was there and I was like, Brock, Brock wasn't even backstage. I didn't see him. So I think he just got, went there and did his, uh, his, uh, um, segment and then left. Yeah. It was at the very end. Yeah. yeah. All right. Ben's up next. He said, if you were to have one final match against anyone from the current WWE roster, who would you choose? Oh man. Anyone at the current roster, current, current roster that you saw the I other night. I really, really like Seth Rollins. I know you I, do. I, I love the character he's doing right now. The flamboyant thing. Uh, he is such a great wrestler, such a great talent. Um, I know the company has utilized him a lot in the past couple of years, but I think they don't utilize him enough. I, I think this guy should, he should be where Roman Reigns is on top all the time. It was cool because the camera had cut away and you guys were still in the match after that tag match. And I saw him on two different occasions, come over and hug you. And I thought, man, this yeah, is special. Yeah. yeah. You know, him and I really hit it off when I was a producer for the WWE and he was wrestling and, you know, he told me he was a big fan of mine when he was a kid. And, you know, it, it makes you feel old because, you know, it wasn't that long ago <laughs> right. that I was wrestling, but, um, but it, it was cool. You know, uh, Seth is a good kid. He is. That's awesome. Uh, and then Ben says, also, I just want to give you a quick thanks as you're one of the main reasons I'm starting to train to be a wrestler. So there you go. Oh, good, man. Well, good luck to you. All right. Bosch is up next. And he says, uh, what other factions would you like to join? And WWE put this tweet out too. They were like, what, what faction should Kurt join next? And I saw all kinds of stuff, uh, you know, all kinds of different factions. Kurt, what's the next one? I don't know. Probably the bloodline. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the bloodline mentioned and and responses. I'm going to take over Paul Heyman's spot. <laughs> oh man, you know you could be the Ministry of Darkness is way over. Nation of Domination, no. Uh, someone put PMS. I remember when uh, Terry and Jackie had PMS. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> Team Angle. I mean, hey, I still think they can revive Team Angle with Gable and. They uh, could. They could. I. I, I uh, know that. You know, they thought about it before, especially when they were first starting, when uh, yeah. Gable and um, um, Jason Jordan were first starting. Yeah. We're thinking about it, but when Jason got hurt, that was it. But, buddy, Shield and now DX. I mean, does it get any better than this? <laughs> no, no, man. You know, <laughs> I'm just waiting for New World Order to come out and ask me to join. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Troy's up next. Troy Almeida, and he says, was there anyone specific you were looking forward to seeing again at the reunion that maybe you haven't seen in a long time? You know what? I, I really wanted to see uh, Michael Hayes. I love Michael. Uh, such a great uh, addition to the business. What he's done for the business is nothing short of amazing. Uh, he's great at his job. He's he's a producer, and he helps with the writing team. He does a lot of different things in the company. But um, I always enjoy talking to Michael. He, he's, a, he's just an excellent guy. 
And then uh, his last comment was, the DX segment was hilarious. Always great to see you on TV, Kurt Angle. So there you go. Uh, Jason Bratelli says, how does it feel to be in DX? Everybody loved the DX fit, man. <laughs> you know what? I felt like a sore thumb, to be honest with you. <laughs> Did you have it down the whole DX? Were you doing the crotch chops right? Did you practice? No, no, I did. I did practice once and they, they, it was like one, two, three up and then the big one. And, um, I didn't quite get it right. <laughs> I saw Sean trying to help you with timing. <laughs> yeah. But, but you know what? They wanted me to buy kind of a little be off, be a yeah. little, you know, they wanted me to stand out and look like I was an idiot. So I hope I, I hope I did that properly. You, you, you always do. That's the best. That's the most fun side of Kurt Angle. Kieran has a fun question. How much of a fun challenge uh, or how much of a challenge was the heat under all those layers on Raw on Monday? All those oh, shirts. God, I had three shirts on and that referee shirt was really thick. I mean, that thing was really heavy. Um, but you know what? Triple H came up with that. He, he, he was like, hey, what if you wore a ref shirt at the underneath and, and you had a DX shirt? And then you wore your shirt on top and then we come out and, you know, you have your shirt on and we're like, Hey, what are you doing? You're out here with DX, And you say, I always want to be a part of DX and take your shirt off and have DX shirt on. And then later on, Hey, Oh, we have everything in line. We have the wrestlers. We have everybody ready to go. We just need somebody to officiate. And what is it? You know, guys, it's me. Hey, I have an idea. <laughs> take it off. And I had the ref shirt on. Uh, that was triple H's call. And I thought it was hilarious. And so they had that made for you, obviously the red, white, and blue. Jolene, my seamstress for WWE made it for me. She did an incredible job. She also did my pants with the stars around. Oh, very cool. Very nice. All right. Stangs is up next. We want to get these in, man, because people are still a buzz about your appearance. So I appreciate you doing this. And then we're going to jump into Bob Holly. He said, what is the general feeling backstage when the boys get back together again for a fan? It feels like literal magic. You know what? everybody gets excited, especially the people in the, in the groups that they're in, you know, DX was fired up all day long. You know, it was like they were doing it all over again. And, uh, so it was really cool to be a part of that segment. It was really cool. I mean, these guys, um, were so excited. They were, at, were acting like little kids in a candy store. You know, it was like you, DX was, it was like 20 years ago again. You got to love, uh, the road dog, Jesse James. He just oozes fun and laughter. Yeah, like he does. And some of the facial expressions, the way he talks and, uh, you know, like, I think he said something where, uh, he wanted to wrestle somebody and he, you know, he was like, no, 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 I'm not going to do it. Yeah. You know, way. Uh, he just does some of the funniest things. He's hilarious. He is. He's good. And he has a great podcast too. And he's hysterical. Big, uh, D WWE says your DX segment was excellent. Kurt, did you guys rehearse your lines before coming out or was it all on the fly? Well, we didn't rehearse much. Um, you know, it was like, you know, you say this, you say this, Okay. I'll say this, you know, you chime in, Kurt, you do this. So it wasn't all planned out. It was, you know, there was a little ad lib and a little bit of planning, but uh, there was a little bit of both. All right. PJ Roth has a fun question. Although I know you're pretty strict on your diet right now. What was your favorite food item at catering at raw this week? I had the brownies. I had like six of them. <laughs> Yes, he did. He went for yes, it. I did. Right before I went out, I went back to the catering and there was no food and all they had was dessert. I was like, you know what? I'm going to make tonight my cheat night. <laughs> so I threw six brownies in my hand, took them back to my dressing room and ate all of them. All so, one sitting. It was just the catering's just as good as you remember, huh? Yeah. You know what? The catering's actually better right now. They, they, they have a lot of food, different choices. And, 
Uh, it, it, it's it's for, it's great. A it's first class. It really is. Keith asked who you were looking forward to seeing most at Raw. I think you talked about that. You said you wanted to see Hogan and Undertaker, but all of those guys was, were fun. Yeah, you uh, know what? I, I wanted to see Shawn Michaels again. I wanted to see Triple H. Uh, you know, it, it, I, I actually wanted to see Vince. Vince was not there, unfortunately. Hmm. Our last question is from Avid RVD Enjoyer, and uh, they said, over the couple shows you've been to recently, you've probably saw many newer talents step between the ropes that you're not as familiar with before. Which ones have impressed you the most, both backstage and on TV? Personally, Austin Theory is one of my favorites right now. Is there somebody new, Kurt, on the roster that you were like, man, I like this kid, and I like what they're doing out there? Well, you, he took the words right out of my mouth, Austin Theory. This kid's talented. He has incredible look. I mean, now I know why Vince McMahon was you know, making him his boy and pushing him. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, this kid is special, man. He's going to have a huge future. I, uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing what, what pans out for him. Yeah, absolutely. He's got the look and, uh, seems to be having, you know, has the charisma and, uh, he had a good independent career, so it'll be fun to see how he, his, uh, career continues to evolve. Kurt, thank you so much for doing that. I kind of sprung you on that, but we put it out on social. We got so many fun questions. I thought this is the best way to have you tell your story of your experience on raw 30. Uh, it was just so fun to be there and, and watch it all go down, man. 30 years on TV. Isn't that crazy? 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't believe I was actually, well, I was, I was in it for about 10, I think, to be honest with you. Yeah. Cause I left for TNA for 11, but, uh, it was really cool to have that. Uh, it was actually better than the 25th anniversary. And it was cool to see your wife and kids all there and they're of age now where they could all enjoy it. You know what I mean? Oh, yes. Yes. I, I went out, I went out there after the show and I, Gave them all a kiss and a hug and, you know, told them I loved them. And, uh, it, it was a lot of fun. We had a good little family vacation for the weekend. That's all. That's awesome. And I saw you at Hershey chocolate world the day before. So you guys uh, look like you made the best of it. We want to pause this episode of the Kurt Angle Show to tell you about something Kurt and I are super passionate about, and that's great seafood and steaks. Yes, you heard me right. You know I love food. Kurt likes food when he's not dieting, and he does have his cheat meals. But you're not going to get a better meal than at Jimmy'sFamousSeafood.com. If you're a fan of the wrestling podcast, you've heard Conrad talk about it and many of the other wrestlers. Their pictures are hanging up all over the wall in Jimmy's Famous Seafood. And right now, we have a deal for you. Jimmy's Famous is going to be a hit at your party. So listen. Free two-day nationwide shipping on orders over $125. All you got to do is use the promo code ANGLE. That's it. Promo code ANGLE, and you can take advantage of that free two-day nationwide shipping. Now, it excludes steam crabs and fresh items, but listen what you can choose from. I'm talking Maryland crab cakes, soups and chowders, oysters, signature steaks. They have so many different items. I'm talking barbecue spare ribs, wings, crab dip. And the sleeper item, their crab cake egg rolls. You haven't had anything that good. I'm telling you, I love it. I get it every time I go there. They have packages that you can buy. They have their famous gift box. That includes four of the world's best colossal Maryland crab cakes, crab soups, crab dip, seafood seasoning, the whole nine yards. They have a tailgate bundle that includes those wings and ribs I talked about, plus that crab cake mix. They've been featured on diners, drive-ins, and dives beat Bobby Flay, and so much more. And there's a reason for that. They've been in business for 40 years. It's a fantastic company. It's a fantastic place to eat. And they're going to bring it to your doorstep, freezing cold, ready to go, 
for you to make some fantastic food and be the hero at your next party. Take advantage of it now. Jimmy'sFamousSeafood.com, promo code ANGLE. Kurt, we're going to jump into our topic today. It's your old rival, the hardcore one himself, Bob Holly. Bob is turning 60 on January 29th, Kurt. That guy hasn't aged in years, though, has he? He doesn't look like he's 60. <laughs> no, no. Bob, Bob has looked the same ever since he was 30 years old. I, I haven't seen him age one bit. I actually saw him a few years ago at an autograph signing, and he looked exactly the same. It was incredible. Yeah, so uh, was that probably the last time you saw him? Was a few years ago, you think? Yeah, yeah, it was a few years ago. It was at an autograph signing. I can't remember where. where. It was somewhere down south, and uh, him and a few other the former WWE superstars were there, and I got to see him. I got to give him a hug and say hi to him. I didn't talk to him ever since, geez, when I was in WWE the first time. Like 2004 or five, uh, that was the last time I actually spoke to Bob. So it was good to see him. Well, let's dig into it because Bob is one of the uh, first opponents when you start doing weekly dark matches. It's you and Bob, man, working together. Uh, can you remember those days and what it was like to work with him back then? Kind of what was going through your mind, your first interactions working with Bob Holly? Yeah, Bob was great. Uh, he was very giving. Um, he taught me a lot and, and he, you know, he's a pretty snug guy. He, he likes to lay it in, which I love that too. And I, I love that about Bob, but he, um, he taught me a lot. I, I needed somebody like Bob to start out doing those dark matches. And, uh, Bob was there for me and he really helped me quite a bit. Yeah, he did have a reputation, uh, just if you read in the dirt sheets and things like that about being rough on the younger guys. And so, uh, did you, did you feel that a little bit with, with him when you would mix it up with him okay. in the beginning? You know what? He was never rough on the younger guys unless the younger guys deserved it. Ah. Okay. So you, if you had a chip on your shoulder and you came in, you're going to have to meet up with Bob Holly. <laughs> I mean, that, that was it. I, it. You know, Bob's the toughest, one of the toughest guys I know. And uh, so, so he kept the locker room, you know, besides Undertaker, he kept the locker room in, in good order. And uh, if any young talent got out of hand, he was going to be there to beat the shit out of them. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's just the truth. Well, he did defeat you in Boston. It's June 7th, a dark match, which is one of the bigger crowds at this point, Kurt, that you had worked in front of uh, before your debut on TV. Do you remember that all these years ago? Do you remember working with Bob in Boston that June, also long ago, in that dark match? I, I don't remember in particular. Um, I, I do remember <laughs> when I wrestled him on TV. Oh, we got those clubs. I'm sure we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I, I don't recall only because yeah. I wrestled so many people in so many dark matches. And I think I wrestled Bob even a few more times in between before and after that. So, um, I don't re specifically remember Boston, but I'm sure it was a great match. I'm sure Bob let me well. And we're talking way over 20 years ago because your first match would come on TV together. Uh, and you two were teaming and, uh, it's in San Jose on April 6, 2000. Uh, you would ask Bob to be your partner in a tag team match uh, against Christian and Edge. Man, we're really putting the names together now. And it's one of your first big baby face pops. Edge and Christian would get the win. And you blame Holly for losing. And he beats you up and leaves you laying in the ring. And uh, this would eventually lead to you, Edge, and Christian becoming that three-man group. So, team uh, team yeah, yep, that's right. That's right. Uh, what about, talk about working with Bob, putting matches together. What was that experience like? Was he difficult working with him, putting matches together? Was it pretty smooth? How did, what did that look like? Well, considering my experience at the time, uh, Bob pretty much put the matches together. Um, 
he structured all of it. Uh, he was really good at it too. He, he knew how to tell a story. He had great psychology, had no problem with that guy was a great technician, great wrestler, uh, tough guy, strong, good body, good looking guy. I mean, he had all the tools. I'm really just quite surprised that they didn't push him to the level that he deserved to be. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'm sure that had a lot to do with his injuries too. Well, buddy, listen, a month later from this point, you have your first singles match on TV with him at Richmond. And before the match, Bob calls you a 30 year old virgin in a pre-match promo. And, uh, there wasn't much difference to, to the Bob backstage versus the Bob in front of the camera. Was there? I oh mean, no, was he was the same. Yes. <laughs> But listen, you got the win with a German suplex and he attacks you afterwards and suplexes you onto a chair. And, uh, but man, we talked about, you know, Bob has this reputation of being stiff. Did you ever feel that he was stiffer than some in the ring? Um, no, no, I, he was stiff. He laid in, you know, if he's going to give you a clothesline, it's going to be high near your chin and he's going to lay it in pretty hard. But, um, you know, he, he was really good. He, I didn't have any problems with him. Uh, he didn't have the reputation of, of wanting to hurt people. He had a reputation of being snug, not even stiff, but snug. Well, listen, uh, we're going to read, or I'm going to read some excerpts. We have them from his book that he wrote because he wrote some things about you, Kurt. And so I'm going to read them and then we're going to talk about him a little bit. I would imagine he wrote about me. <laughs> he says, uh, here we go. In June of 2000, they were still building Kurt up and pushing him hard. So I was one of the guys who helped to get him over and make him look really good. We were at a TV taping for SmackDown in Hartford and we're going over the match backstage. He was still pretty green. So I was calling the match. He was making suggestions and that was fine. I don't have a problem with a new guy suggesting something as long as it fits what we're doing and it makes sense in, ter in terms of when we do it. Kurt had the spot he did in a lot of his matches where he went for a moonsault and missed. So I told him you need to hit the moonsault. If he didn't hit it sometimes, it would become too predictable when he went up to the top rope for it. Everyone would know he always would miss it. He said, I don't know if I can do that. I've never landed on anyone. I told him he would be fine and that it would be a good swerve. Everybody would be expecting him to miss. So why not nail it this time? Is that how you remember the conversation with you and Bob? <laughs> You're cracking up. Well, I know he regretted every word he said later on that night. <laughs> he did. Oh, Kurt, he does. So listen, it's June 29th. It's Harford on SmackDown. Let's take a look at the clip, Kurt. It's our first okay. clip. We have three this week. I've never, I've never seen this before. Oh, here we go. We got it. Let's check it out. I realize you guys aren't very quick, so I'm going to make this really simple. I'm no longer Kurt Angle. I would like for you to call me King Kurt. King, King Kurt? Very good. Actually, you're picking this up a lot quicker than I thought. It's actually your version of an emperor or a warlord or head ninja. Ninja? Or whoever rules you guys. I'm not really sure, but the point is... What the hell are you talking about? They're not stupid, they're Japanese. Excuse me, did I summon you? What's the Japanese word for commoner? I'll call you I'm in there. Forget about it, whatever. Look, I can see you're having trouble communicating with these guys, so I'll just leave. You just kicked my crown. You can't kick my crown. You don't like me kicking your crown? How about if later tonight I kick your How you like me now? You kicked my crown. All is right with the world now that Kurt Angle's the king of the ring. He's a growing man wearing a crown. He's a what? 
A grown man who wears a crown. You know something hardcore? There's something wrong with that? I don't make fun of you because you dye your hair. <laughs> or what's left of it anyway. Right! I don't make fun of you because you couldn't afford an orthodontist when you were growing up. And now you have these protruding buck-like teeth. <laughs> oh no. Buck-like! But yet you choose to mock me by kicking my royal crown and costing me thousands of dollars in damages. It's damage! To me, you're no different than anyone else here tonight. In fact, you're just like them. Jealous, foul-smelling peasants. Oh. What? I mean, do you realize how hard it is to find a crown repair shop in this city? It's true. It's true. Or what you people in Hartford would say. It's true. Now call me a moving van so I can get the heck out of this town before I kill myself. Huh? Let him eat cake, Pete, Kurt. Angle's nothing but a but an egomaniac. He's not too intelligent. Oh, oh three outs. Kurt Angle went low to Hardcore Holly. Desperation maneuver by Angle. A low blow, Hardcore to his knees. Tremendous shake. Come on, King Kurt. Kurt Angle King got the advantage in this matchup with that, that cheap shot, that low blow. And now he hopes to capitalize up there in the high rent district. Look at this! Look at this! Kurt Angle! Beautiful! The best I've ever seen in my life! Into the ribs of Hardcore Holly. But I'll tell you, King, it really looks like Hardcore Holly may be hurt. That left arm of Hardcore Holly's was seemingly injured on that moonsault. Look how Holly's favoring that left arm. Holly trying to battle back against Kurt Angle. Take another look here. The double feature, Kurt Angle with the high-risk maneuver. A moonsault from the top rope. But watch this. His leg landing on that left arm of Hardcore Holly. And King, that left arm could be broken. And look at Angle taking advantage of that injured left arm. Oh, and what a clothesline. Here's the cover. There's one. There's two. Kurt two. Angle kicks out. No. Before the count of three. Ooh, that was close. Come on, Kurt. King Kurt, come on. Well, Holly really favoring that left arm. I have no idea how Holly's still going here. Obviously in a tremendous amount of pain, but what a competitor. Kurt, first time you've seen it, and I'll maybe ever since it happened. What'd you think? Um, <clears throat> didn't look as bad as I thought it would. Uh, it was actually a lot worse than that. Um, I remember when I pulled his arm to shoot him off. It was the left arm that was broken. I grabbed his left arm and I shot him off, and his arm stretched because it was a it was a compound fracture. So both bones were broken half. So I stretched his arm out like three extra inches. Like it was. 
it was so weird. And, um, like I, I'm not the same to this day because of it. It, it really freaked me out, man. I, I, I didn't even know what to say right now. I, I no, I'm going to tell you what he said. Yeah. He, he wrote about it in his book. And when I watched you watching that clip and you were holding your arms together and wincing the whole time, I knew it affected you. Uh, oh. The fact he is such a tough guy though, to see he even did that much in the match after that. No, nobody would have finished the match. Only Bob Holly, his <sighs> arm. It was a compound fracture. It wasn't just a little break. It was hanging off his arm. Mm -hmm. his, his wrist was hanging. Here's what he said in his book. We got to the ring and the match was fine. When the time came, he slammed me and started to climb the ropes for the moonsault. I was laying there thinking he's put me too far out, but I decided that he was a good athlete and he had pretty big legs. So he'd be able to jump far enough and make it. As soon as his feet left the buckle, I knew he wasn't going to make it. I could see his legs were going to land on my ribs. So I rolled towards the ring post to protect myself. As I turned into him, his shin caught me on my forearm and it sounded like a damn shotgun had gone off. I rolled over saying, you broke my fucking arm. Kurt didn't know what to do. So I said, cover me. That was what we planned to do. I guess he figured I'd just stay down, but that wasn't what we called. So I kicked out. The expression on Kurt's face was of total disbelief. What the fuck are you doing? Just hit me. What? Fucking hit me, Kurt, is what Bob Holly said to you. Now, Kurt, in your book, you said once he'd broken his arm that you had to take over and become the ring general, and Bob would write that you didn't and that you were freaking out. How do you remember all this going down? Okay. What happened was after that happened, I was freaking out. When I found out his his arm was broken, yeah. I was I was going crazy. So I was talking to Bob. He was talking back to me. We were talking over each other. We were trying to, you know, communicate. So we were both speaking and I was trying to, I, I thought I should lead the match because he was injured and he wanted to lead the match because he had a broken arm and he was limited. So I should have just listened to him. Instead, we were both talking. And, um, although, uh, you could tell that I was listening more to Bob, you know, sure. whatever, cause, uh, th that finish right there, uh, wasn't exactly the finish that we had planned. So, you know, yeah. something happened where. I gave another ball shot, which yep. wasn't supposed to happen. Then I angle slam him. So we, we finished the match a little bit early, not that much early, but we finished it. Was it Bob who said, let's just keep it going that you recall? Yeah, Bob wanted to keep going. He's crazy. I mean, me, if I broke my arm like that, I'd be like, I'm done. I'm done. You know? Yeah. Let's wrap this up let's immediately. Go to the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is what he, what he continued to write in the book. He said, they took me to the hospital to get an x-rayed. I was waiting for the doctor to come back with the results. When Kurt walked in, I was surprised that he came to visit me. He hadn't needed to do that. It was appreciated though. I told him that I didn't think my arm was broken, just badly bruised. <laughs> he dropped his head and said that he'd seen the x-ray and I he was saw the freaking x-ray. <laughs> yeah. And it was definitely broken. My heart sank. I had just signed my new contract and I felt that I was in a good spot that they were going to start pushing me seriously again. I had been working my ass off. I was making plenty of money and everything was going great. I was happy. Now my arm was broken. They fixed me up with a temporary split and sling and Kurt drove me back to the hotel. He made sure I got up to my room and got me settled before he left. A while later, there was a knock on my door and it was Kurt and he had brought me up a bunch of food. Kurt. I just want to say something right now, dude, you are a good guy. I mean, I, I, I see you behind the scenes and stuff too, and I don't care what anybody's shit says, but this is another example of when the camera's on, on, you are a good hearted dude. And I just want to say that. So that's amazing. And I'm glad he told that story in the book. Well, you know what? I'll say this. 
I could not believe that Bob Holly finished that match. Um, I do remember going into the hospital and this doctor, I'm walking by the x-ray room. He's like, Hey, come here, look at this. I look and he's like, this is Bob Holly's arm. And it was, it was, they, both bones were broken, completely broke all the way. And, uh, so I come into the, 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 the bed, uh, the bedroom or the, the, um, hospital room. room. Yes. And, um, Bob was, um, uh, trying to, he was like, Hey, I don't think it's that bad. <laughs> Yeah, that's what he said. He didn't think it was broke. I think, I think it's just sprained. And I'm like, oh my God, I have to tell him this. I had to see the x-ray. I said, uh, Bob, it's broken. <laughs> I'm sorry, man, but you have a compound fracture. This thing, it's barely hanging on your arm. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> so he it looked like it looked like he just lost everything in the world like uh, you know, everything they cared about was uh, was lost i mean he had this hopeless look on his face i was like oh my god i feel so bad right now <laughs> kurt not only are you the one who broke his arm you're the one who had to tell him that it was broken not even the doctor know. you know so you deliver the bad news That's the last thing i wanted to do Jeez. but then you tucked him in at night and you gave him a nice meal so uh, you were full circle with this whole bob holly broken arm thing uh, but uh, you you just sounded like you felt terrible obviously about the whole thing yeah it, it was a bad scenario for me i mean you don't want to have the reputation of hurting guys and and this this gave me a little bit of a reputation i mean uh, this is this was a careless spot that I didn't practice. I never practiced doing a moonsault, never figured where the person should be laying when I land on him. Cause I never landed on him before. I should have practiced that earlier in the day. And I didn't, but I'll tell you this, Bob Holly, he should have had a better career and he should blame myself and Brock Lesnar. Cause we both injured him at the highest point in his career. And I feel badly about that. Was this, I guess, up until this time, because again, this is still, you had hair, you're still doing your early rookie stuff. And I, this is early on in the business. So, but up into this point, this is the worst injury you've ever encountered in the ring. Is this the worst injury that you ever experienced in the ring through your career that you can remember? That wasn't mine. Yes. Yes. That wasn't that, yours. Correct. Um, you know, the one when Brock hit me over the head with a chair, he really brought it, man. I mean, when, when, when he hit my head, my neck cracked literally. Like uh, the bones of my neck cracked right down my neck Four broken vertebrae. It was, it was horrible, but, uh, that was the worst thing I had done to me, but, um, not done to me. I'd say, yeah, Bob Holly was definitely the worst injury. I think Bob Holly, I think a Lesnar trying to do the shooting star press and not sure what happened with his neck, oh, but he God. got up and kept walking oh, like he, Terminator. He's a freak of nature. That's why he didn't even mm -hmm. hurt him. <laughs> Gave him a little concussion. He just forgot who he was for about 10 minutes. Kurt, the wait is over because it's time to introduce to our audience the gold medal in quality meat. And I'm talking about steak, chicken, and pork, all with free shipping, and it's Backyard Butchers. Man, they're serving up, Kurt, restaurant quality steak boxes right now, and it's available online. I'm talking about bulk meat specials. They're responsibly uh, sourced from American farms. That's right, right here in the good old USA. And they're delivered right to your doors. And for a limited time, Backyard Butchers is offering our listeners, Kurt, me and you, our listeners for 15% off 
free shipping and four free ribeyes for life with every subscription. So imagine opening up a box of high quality steaks and being able to recreate that steakhouse experience right in your backyard at less than grocery store prices. Buddy, there's inflation going on everywhere. And if you don't have to pay that middleman, then don't do it. They're going to ship right to your door. And dude, uh, listen, not only will you get steaks, I'm talking burgers, chicken, like I said, and pork. And uh, there's no other meat delivery service that's going to be as fresh and as good as Backyard Butchers. The best part, as I said, they cut out that middleman. Kurt, the folks at Backyard Butchers are also wrestling fans. They're one of us. They like ankle locks and Olympic slams. So come on guys, you can support the brotherhood and get your hands on some of the best steak, chicken, and seafood. They sent both of us a box of steaks and burgers a few weeks ago. And, uh, it's been a big, I tried them. I tried the burgers. I tried the steak. They're awesome. It's, it's fantastic guys. So go on, be like Kurt angle, get on board backyard butchers, visit backyardbutchers.com As I butcher their name, backyardbutchers.com and use promo code angle to get 15% off your order and free shipping on four free ribeyes for life. Once again, it's backyardbutchers.com and use promo code angle, get 15% off your order, free shipping and four free ribeyes for life. And we want to thank Backyard Butchers for supporting the Kurt Angle Show. The food's incredible. You're right, Paul. There you go. So, Kurt, Bob continues in his book, and I want to keep going here because I want to get your uh, reaction as he continues to talk about you. He says, uh, when, when he left, he asked me what time my flight was in the morning so he could help me get to the airport. I said he didn't have to do that, but Kurt insisted. That's the kind of guy Kurt Angle is. I didn't even know him that well. He'd only been around a few months and he was doing all that. It says a lot about his character. Just turning uh, up at the hospital to check on me was enough. But the next morning he showed up at 4 a.m. He brought me breakfast, helped me pack my bags, carried them for me, checked me out of the hotel. He checked me in at the airport and he went above and beyond. Kurt, you really went out of your way here for Bob. Uh, I mean, you can just tell that you are a good hearted man. And, uh, I just, I don't know what to say, dude. It's just amazing what you did for him. You made a big time impression on Bob, the way that you acted about this. Well, I had so much respect for Bob and I felt so badly about what I did. I I just wanted to make it right and do whatever I could to help him. I mean, this poor guy, he broke his arm. He got his uh, career taken away temporarily. Uh, the money, he wasn't making the money anymore because you have to work to make money. Uh, And I felt so badly about that. And, you know, it it was my responsibility. So I felt that I was responsible to take care of him as long as I could while he was near me. And so I did that up until when he flew home. Did Vince ever say anything to you about it after this, Kurt? Do you remember Vince bringing it up? No, no, Vince never said anything to me, which which is uh, really surprising. Um, I'm surprised that Vince wouldn't, you know, bring that up or he's ribbed me about it. Kurt, what about the boys? Did anybody give you heat or act like, hey, are you well stiffo now kind of deal? Do they give you a hard time? <laughs> uh, uh, they, they, um, um, Edge and Christian were ribbing me a lot. I bet they did. <laughs> are you going to break my arm too, Angle? <laughs> oh, man. So, but we were all close. I mean, they could rib me all they wanted. If someone I didn't barely, I didn't know barely would rib me, I, I'd be a little bit like, why the hell are you ribbing me? I don't even know you. <laughs> yeah. But did it, did it affect you at all as far as wrestling or were you kind of just like, listen, I'm just going to practice that move before I ever do it again. 
did, do you think it affected you at all mentally as like, Hey, I don't want to hurt anybody anymore. Did, were you a little apprehensive or not really? What I did is, um, that, that move taught me a lot about what I had to do. And, uh, I decided that I wasn't going to practice it, but I knew exactly what I had to do when I placed somebody in the ring. Um, I, I, I saw where I went with Bob. I went a little bit in front of halfway. So I knew that I actually go up more than I go out. So I gauged myself to go up. So I, I, I would have the, I would lay the guy in between the corner and the middle of the ring, but in between that. So he would be closer to the corner of me than the upper opposite corner. So I, I gauged it so that I, I would at least hit the move properly and not, not, uh, under, underperform under rotate i guess yeah, yeah yeah well listen just a few months later buddy you're the world champion and in your in columbus ohio and on an episode of raw you're defending your wwe title against crash holly and this will be when bob returns and uh dave Meltzer had this to say angle beat crash holly to keep the wwf title with an ankle lock submission crash said he'd win the title with one hand tied behind his back but quickly behind angles back undid his arm fans were really into the near falls when crash had angled down which is amazing since crash is positioned as a preliminary wrestler at this point it either speaks volumes for what a great worker angle is because flair used to get people to pop for tv jobbers all the time in his era or that nobody takes him seriously as a top heel uh angle cracked uh crash with a chair shot until bob ran in followed by enc that's right edging christian and then undertaker who cleaned house of edging christian Angle punched Undertaker in the face, and he just laughed. Foley then set up a six-man with the same participants for later in the show. Kurt, while we're here, not many people talk about Crash since he passed away, sadly, so young. But what did you think about Crash, Holly? I loved Crash. He was fearless. Uh, he always wanted to prove himself. Uh, he was undersized, obviously. Everybody knew that. But uh, he was a very special wrestler. Uh, he he was one of those guys that... that was five foot six, but he acted like he was six foot eight and, uh, he carried himself that way. And that that's why they made him crash Holly. Cause he liked to crash into everybody. And, uh, I thought his character was awesome. I love crash. Let's move to Bob's thoughts. We're going back to his book because he says, sure enough, for my first night back on TV, Kurt was in a match with crash. And after he'd won, Kurt was putting the boots to crash. I ran out to make the save. It was a way to get me back on screen as a surprise rather than by building up a return match for me. I don't know why they chose to do it that way. You would have thought that revenge angle between me and Kurt would be a great starting point. It wasn't. The next night, I was tagging with Crash against Test and Albert. Nothing was done to follow up on the run-in on Kurt. Nothing was made of the broken arm. It was another opportunity for building me up, and they dropped the ball. So what do you think about that? I mean, when Bob returns, don't you think, Hey man, there's a nice opportunity here for me and me and Bob to, to, to rotate into something. They dropped the ball. They definitely did because that angle could have been really strong. Uh, the, I think the issue was at that particular time I was world champion and I, I believe that maybe for some reason they felt that Bob shouldn't be in a world title match, which is freaking crazy. He definitely should. Uh, I can't think of any other reason why they wouldn't do it. But this would have been a great position to push Bob to where he deserved to be. I mean, having him face the world champion and maybe even beat me, and then I could beat him back and continue my title reign. But uh, they, they dropped the ball with that. And it sounds like you would have been game to work a program with him at this point. I was game to work a program with him. I loved working with Bob, and I wanted to work with him.
you had a built-in story already right there. And I'm talking about already there, already made. Right. right. Well, it's months later, Kurt, before you're back in the ring with him. This time it's SmackDown. It's May 3rd, 2001, when he would pin you. And after being distracted by Chris Benoit, uh, who is wearing your gold medals, by the way, did the roles ever reverse? Did you ever call a match with Bob? Do you remember that? No, no, I didn't call a match with Bob. Uh, he was the more experienced wrestler. Um, I trusted him. Uh, I, I didn't start calling matches till about two years into my career where two years of TV. Uh, so that would have been after I faced Stunko Steve Austin when I beat him for the world title a year and a half into the business. That was in 2001. So I would say after that is when I started calling the matches. Well, buddy, listen, exactly one year later. Okay. This is you and Bob Holly. You're back in the ring with him. And, uh, he would eliminate you in a number one contenders battle Royal. And later on you would then face off against each other. And there's some notes from the observer, but that's our second clip of the week from June 602. We're going to watch the clip first. Here we go. It's you and Bob Holly. Angle slam. Angle going for the angle slam. Hardcore Holly countered. Angle with a shot to the midsection. This with a clothesline. Now hardcore. Belly to belly. Belly to belly of his own. the outside leg. He's got him here. No. Angle just gets the shoulder up again. What a matchup between two great superstars here in the WWE. You're not impressed with Hardcore Holly, you're an idiot. Oh, this is it. The Olympic Jewels, I love this one. Oh, a shot to the lower abdomen. Lower abdomen? And Hardcore Holly setting angle up. Oh, a high impact maneuver. Hook of the leg. Holly's got him in angle. Oh, gets the shoulder up. Hardcore Holly just sticking angle to the man with that power bomb. Real late kick out by Kurt Angle. Holly inches away. He cannot believe he didn't get the three count. I can't believe it. Hardcore Holly making a name for himself here tonight. How do you like me now as Holly gets all fired up? Go get him, Holly. Go get him, Holly. Kurt Angle is in trouble. Here he comes, setting him up for the Alabama slam. And Kurt Angle. Oh, look at this. The ankle lock locked in. Holly, Holly, Holly needs to get to those ropes. I think he'll break his ankle. Look at this. He's Angle's pulled to the middle of the ring. He can break the ankle of Hardcore Holly. The ankle twisted. The ankle contorted. Angle begging Holly to tap out. Will Hardcore Holly tap? Will he draw to the bottom rope? Come on, Hardcore. Suck it up, man. Crawl, get to his ropes, Hardcore. The threshold for pain must be tremendous for Holly. Hardcore desperately reaching, desperately trying to get to the bottom. He does. Hardcore got it. Angle would have snapped that ankle. Let go of him, Angle. It's for the insecurity. And now Kurt Angle setting Holly up again. Right for German Angle with the Hardcore ball. rolls it off. Angle rolls Holly up as well. Angle's using the damn Angle used the damn to win. Damn it, Angle, what with you? Hardcore Holly trying to rip that wig off Angle, and Angle's incensed. 
steel chair. Well, that was taken away by the referee. Don't, don't mess with Angle. Angle's got the belt on. He don't need the chair. Now a ring bell in his hand. Kurt Angle. Hardcore ducks underneath it. And Hardcore highly with ring bell. Right to the diamond. Right to the head. And Kurt Angle with a steel ring bell. Hardcore just ringing Kurt Angle's bell. Look at the ball spot. Man, what could have been? There's so much chemistry with you guys in the ring as I watched that match, dude. Uh, as it, Dave, it could have been some classic matches. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Dave Meltzer says, a great television match. Seven minutes. The commentators really tried to push Holly as a big thing. They were pushing so hard, it almost seemed they were trying to get him into Edge's spot as the next guy moving up. And Angle did everything in the world for him. At least he fit the part in this match. Angle won with the roll-up, holding the ropes. Holly laid Angle out once after the match with an Alabama slam, but went for the wig. Oh, that damn wig. That stinky-ass wig, as you've told us before. Yes. And uh, Angle then gave him a low blow. Angle then grabbed the ring bell, but Holly got it away from him and lay, laid Angle out again. Uh, but man, it just seemed like there was such a start and stop finish uh, push for Bob as he would defeat you on the house show loop in Georgia as Edge was injured. But that was about it. And you would beat him on Velocity a week later. And that's it. Do you think there was more to do with Bob Holly? I know you're going to say yes. I mean, so. Yes, but uh, I also remember, I believe, Shortly after this, um, Brock Lesnar powerbomb Bob and right onto his head. That's where and we're headed next. Yeah. And uh, it was unfortunate because at this particular time, they were pushing Bob and they started pushing him really hard again, you know, when he faced Brock and uh, that set him back again. So, unfortunately, like I said before, Brock and I are fairly responsible for him not being pushed the way it should have. I got to ask you, because that's exactly where we were headed next with this kind of timeline for Bob. Were you at the show that, uh, he broke his neck, that Brock broke yes, his neck? Yes. Yes. I mean, that's gotta be another, uh, that's so scary, dude. Yeah. You know what? He landed right on his head. Uh, something happened where Brock couldn't, uh, tried to get him up and he fell onto his head and landed right on top of his head. I mean, it was really bad. It, it didn't look as bad on TV, but if you slow it, slow it down and put it in slow motion, you can tell Bob messed his neck up pretty bad. Mm. Well, listen, uh, Kurt, while he's out with his injury, he's put on a tough enough to be a trainer and the infamous incident with Matt Capitelli takes place where he seems to take some liberties and he roughed up Matt a little bit. Did you see the incident? And what did you think of that? You know what? It's Bob being Bob. Um, I think that, uh, I do believe that Matt probably said something uh, that uh, got Bob fired up uh, or it was his attitude. It was something that was bothering Bob. Trust me. There was some kind of reason why he did that. Yeah. He doesn't just pick on kids for no reason. Yeah. That's what you're trying to make sure you, you get across there. Uh, he would return and he's on your team for a match at survivor series in 03. And it seems like he's going to be elevated for a shot against Brock coming off that injury. Uh, but man, I, I, I guess at this point, was his ability or was his opportunity, should I say, to be a top guy pretty much over? I don't know. I mean, you have to remember, you know, a lot of guys got injured after this, you know, and, and you want to, you don't hope for injuries, but if you're a guy like Bob, you kind of want somebody to get injured so that you can take their place for a time being or even temp or permanently. So uh, there are a lot of injuries in pro wrestling. That's why you have to be ready regardless. Well, listen, he would lose the Brock at Royal Rumble, and we'll discuss your time with him next week because we're going to be talking No Way Out 04, and that features a long-time TV match with Bob that you had, kind of the build-up to that. 
but he's always been talked about, Kurt, as a locker room leader. Do you remember some of the instances of that and seeing him in that regard? Yeah, yeah. Bob was a locker room leader, without a doubt. Um, you know, I felt like uh, if Taker wasn't there, Bob was in charge. Bob was one of the toughest guys in the company, and everybody had a lot of respect for him, and everybody feared him, too. So, I, you know, it doesn't surprise me that Bob is the, was the locker room leader. Buddy, listen, we were able to track down uh, your last match with him. It was on Velocity, okay? And uh, you'd work with him on a South Africa tour. And uh, this uh, match, like I said, took place on Velocity. And we're going to take a look. Our last clip of the week, Kurt Angle, Bob Holly, their final match together. Let's watch. And now here comes Hardcore Holly. Hardcore Holly smelling blood like a shark is Hardcore Holly. It's that boot up. Angle ducks the clothesline. German suplex. Hardcore Holly counters. Got him. Got him. No, Angle. Angle rolls through. Too close to the ropes. Here comes Kurt Angle. Hardcore Holly. Alabama slam coming. And Kurt Angle had it covered. Kurt Angle had it scouted. Oh, and it looks like Holly's going to return the favor from earlier on. Yes. Taking his time, sizing up Kurt Angle. Reverse DDT by Hardcore Holly. Cover, hooks the leg. God, oh no! The energy that was put into this match, Hardcore Holly failed to go chest to chest and cover Angle the right way. Otherwise, this one would have been over. And now Hardcore Holly, he's very comfortable up there on the top rope. And now almost a loose fast press from the top rope. This may do it for Kurt Angle. No. And again, the cover. Hardcore Holly is tired and frustrated, going toe-to-toe -to -toe with Kurt Angle and can't properly cover his opponent. Short arm reversal by Kurt Angle. Snatches Hardcore once again and again. An overhead belly-to-belly -belly suplex by Kurt Angle on Hardcore Holly. Say what you want about Kurt Angle, but he's a fine-tuned machine and he can throw just about anybody. What a Saturday night. Kurt Angle now stalking Hardcore Holly. Going for the angle slam. Got it. And Kurt Angle is going to pick up the victory. What a match between Kurt Angle. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Hardcore Holly somehow, someway dug deep. And you can read Kurt Angle's lips going, come on. Angle's got the straps off. And now, after multiple suplexes after belly to back suplexes after the angle slam now the angle lock hardcore holly is going to be forced to tap out to kurt angle kurt angle might have to rip the angle right off hardcore's leg because there's no way holly's tapping out hardcore holly rolled through knocked off kurt angle here comes angle alabama slam no Sunset flip by Kurt Angle. And now Angle rolls through, and there's the angle lock once again. Oh! There is nobody better than Kurt Angle. And Angle's got his legs locked. He's great by the leg, and he's got the angle. Holly's got nowhere to go. And Hardcore Holly, no shame, no shame in tapping out to Kurt Angle. Saturday night. 
So there it is, Kurt. And uh, listen, that was your last one-on-one match with him, but uh, you guys would be together in the same match. It was a winner's choice battle royal, May 26, 2005 edition of SmackDown from Milwaukee. By the way, you won the battle royal, uh, so there you go. Uh, but that would be it. You guys were together in ECW uh, before you left the WWE, uh, but you didn't work in any kind of a program together there. That might have been cool, a little hardcore ECW action. Oh, yeah, yeah. Bob would have been great. Uh, you know what? ECW, they were trying to change it up a bit, so having a, a brawler like Bob Holly in ECW would have been perfect. Yeah. They, they were bringing in technicians like me and brawlers like Bob and all the ECW former guys, you know, I think that uh, Bob and I could have had a great program in ECW. And you know what? I wish it would have, would have happened because it would have been one of my last programs in WWE. Mm. What a, uh, what a time period between you and Bob from the beginning and now all the way here to the end of your time in WWE together. What is your opinion as we start to wrap up the show and get into some fan questions of Bob as a worker and as a person? And then I'm going to ask you, do you think he belongs in the hall of fame? But let's start first. <laughs> what do you think of him as a worker and a person? As a worker, it doesn't get much better than Bob. Uh, he was really intense. He was great in the ring. Great technician had a lot of great moves. Um, he knew psychology very well. He knew how to call it in the ring. He was an old school wrestler. That's what made him so different and so good. Um, as a person, can't get any better. He's a solid dude. I mean, you, you, you had, you could do nothing but respect the guy and you, you had to fear him a little bit because he was kind of a badass. you know, you don't want to mess with Bob Holly and, uh, you know, even Olympic gold medalist here, I'm, I'm admitting that as well. Um, but, um, uh, what was the last question? That, that, no, it's okay. So oh, Hall you, of Fame. Yeah, Hall of yeah. Fame. Um, you know what? Did he have the, did he put in the time? Yes, he did. He definitely put in the time to be a Hall of Famer. Was he a big enough name? Yes, he was. Did he win enough titles? That's the question. Yeah. That's the only thing that I, I can say would weigh against Bob Hawley. But if I, if, if I would, if, if I were the one that would have to choose, if he had to be in the Hall of Fame, I'd say definitely. If Kurt Angle got a vote on the Hall of Fame ballot as, as, Hey, you know what? I think former Hall of Famers should be, have like some kind of a vote where you guys oh, get shit. to have a collective know, vote. Man. I mean, you know, we, that'd be cool. We are Hall of Famers. We should be able to vote in. Yeah. Like it's a part of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, like the certain percentage is like triple H in the leadership team. And then certain percentage is the Hall of Fame vote. What are the hall and the current Hall of Famers think? Well, right? I know triple H is listening. So. Do this. Uh, yeah. Yes. yeah, right. Well, listen, let's get to some fan questions because they had some questions and we'll do a rapid fire because I know we're getting close to that that hour time limit. But DJ Crunch is first. He said, I've always considered Bob Holly to be underrated from an in-ring standpoint. Kurt often set the standard for conditioning and ability in WWE and TNA. Was he impressed with Holly's cardio and in-ring work? And did Kurt feel that Bob could hold his own? So what do you think? Cardio and in-ring work? Nobody worked harder than Bob Holly outside the ring in the weight room, lifting, conditioning, doing cardio, uh, doing sprints, running. Bob Holly was the most prepared athlete I've ever been in the ring with. That guy goes to the gym for four hours a day. He's an animal. So I'd say yes. Okay. James Chadwick's next. Here we go. Hey, Kurt and Paul. Kurt, if Edge didn't shave you bald at Judgment Day, would you have considered copying hardcore Holly's hairstyle and go with the bleach blonde look? Best <laughs> damn podcast in the world. James Chadwick, Chad Simpson, we love you. So would you do the bleach blonde look if you didn't shave your head like Bob? You know what? 
I wish I had as much hair as Bob did when he could do the boots. <laughs> I don't have that much on my head, so I would look like a complete idiot. Like you know what? I'm bald all the way here. I have no hair up here. So it'd be around the back and the sides. That's it. <laughs> I wear a ball cap just so that we don't look like twins anymore on the show on video. I mean, just to mix it up a little bit. It's 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 unbelievable. Uh Andrew yeah, Dalton. Yeah. Two butt cheeks. Yeah. Andrew Dalton's up next. He says, legit tough guy in real life, Bob Holly. Oh yeah, legit tough guy. He, listen, he's the guy that kept the locker room intact. Uh if anybody had any problems. And you had a problem with Bob Holly. I'll give you a real quick story. I don't know if this, you know, if, if, if the kid didn't know it or not, but I'll give you a story about Renee Dupree, a wrestler from Canada, had a lot of success in the WWE. We were at a house show and, uh, Renee borrowed Bob Holly's rental car and he parked it in an illegal parking spot. He got a ticket. Okay. Now I don't know if Renee didn't know about it or if he threw the ticket away. Nobody knows that. Okay. So, he, he gives the car back to Bob Hawley, not knowing the ticket, whether he knew or not, I don't know. Bob didn't know there was a ticket either. He returns the car. A few months later, he gets a call from Avis. Hey, you have a parking ticket. You have to pay it. Bob says, when was it? What day? What time? He found out what day, what time, and he realized that it was Renee Dupree that did it. So Bob was pissed. He thinks Renee took the, car, uh, the ticket off the windshield and ripped it up and threw it on the ground and got in the car. Now, I don't think he did that, but if Renee did that, then, you know, shame on you, <laughs> you know, that's a so rib. Yeah. A few weeks later, Bob's going to wrestle Renee in a, in a wrestling ring at a house show. Renee's in the ring. Bob comes down with a fucking chair. He comes to the ring and beats the shit out of Renee. Renee had a black eye. He was bleeding everywhere. He, Bob ran him backstage to where we were and beat the shit out. We had to break it up and like, Bob, what the hell are you doing? And Bob got fined over it. I mean, this was a big deal. And Bob was pissed because he thought Renee knew he got a parking ticket and he tried to screw Bob over by not paying it. And, and you know what? I'm not going to lie to you. Renee had a little bit of a reputation of being a little cheap. I'm not saying that he buried the ticket or he, or he tore it up, but I, I will tell you, I love Renee Dupree. He's a, he's, a he's got his own podcast. So I can't I, wait to hear what he I says about his, this. I did his podcast. Yeah. 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 And, and we had a great time doing, we actually talked about this situation. Oh, good. Okay. Uh, but I don't think Renee threw the ticket away. I just don't think he knew he got it, but Bob didn't know either. And Bob was pissed. I mean, Bob went in that ring and beat the shit out of him. I mean, it, it, he could have killed him. That's how mad he was. Don't piss me off, Bob Holly. There you go. You know what? He could have done it with his fists, but he was like, this kid deserves a fucking chair. <laughs> wow. It's that, that, that takes spark, sparky plug to a whole new level. When he first came in, he was Bob spark plug Holly. That's a spark plug if I ever heard it, dude. Yeah. Shit. Nick Lenz is up next. Uh, Kurt, is hardcore Holly one of the most underrated workers in wrestling? Yes. Yes, he is. He deserved much more. He deserved much more success. He deserved more titles. He deserved uh, a lot more from the fans. I mean, he was popular, definitely, no doubt about that. But he should have been at a level to where I was. All right. My buddy Two Count Kyle's up next. He says, Kurt, I read Bob's book last year and really enjoyed it. And we use that today for today's show. Why do you think Bob didn't go further in the company? Because he could work. Was he too good at getting guys over or didn't he just, did he not politic enough? Okay. He, he didn't politic, which, which was, which was great. Um, the thing with Bob is he had the opportunities, but I heard him, Brock heard him. Uh, at those points in time when he could have been pushed when he, sh when he was going to be pushed. But the other thing was 
Bob's personality, the problem was he didn't have a lot of charisma. Okay. Like there was a point in time in our, our match where he got the fans riled up. Bob doesn't do that a lot. If he would have done that more and showed a lot more charisma and more personality, I really believe that he would have been pushed to the moon. I just felt like he was holding back and he, he didn't want to, um, you know, go, go into the uncomfort zone. You yeah. Know? Get he uncomfortable a little bit where he was. Yeah. yeah. So you're trying to say is he would never perform like a sexy Kurt. We wouldn't see sexy Bob. No, that, you know what? And that's the thing. <laughs> Bob could, that's the thing. He had a personality for it. He had the personality to do something like that, but he just didn't want to do it. Cause he thought he would look like an idiot. And I did look like an idiot. I'm that's the admit, point, but it got me over, you know, that's right. They want it. People want to see something that they can't believe that somebody's actually doing and putting <laughs> right, themselves right. out there. Yeah. Brad Stanton, uh, our buddy, Brad says, simple question. Do you like the name Hardcore Holly? Love it. Love it. It's definitely Bob Holly. Um, uh, although, um, you know, when you think of hardcore, you think of chairs and ladders and stuff. But Bob just having that name next to him, it was like hardcore, like badass Holly. You know? yeah, it, yeah. It, that, that's what he truly meant by it. He didn't mean like tables, ladders, and chairs. Oh, my. He yeah. meant that, you know, I'm a hardcore guy. Yeah. yeah. Matt M., do you know instantly that the moonsault broke, uh, moonsault broke Holly's arm? No, but I, I didn't know what I hit. It felt like I hit a truck with my shin. Okay. <laughs> I didn't realize that Bob rolled over and, and put his arm up to block, you know, the move from hitting his stomach. And, uh, right there, man, I hit, I hit, hit his arm and it hit so hard. Um, I, I didn't know I broke his arm. I thought it was his ribs or his leg. I, I didn't know his arm was up, you know, higher. So, uh, unfortunately <laughs> I, I felt so badly about that, man. Uh, that's the biggest mess up I've had in, in the business, in the history of my business, in the business. Yeah. Guys, if you don't watch it on YouTube, watching Kurt, watch that clip uh, is worth watching it on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. You were, you were like a scared kid. Matt Godfrey was Bob ever stiff with you? Me? Yeah. Uh, well, would you, I was stiff with Bob. I you guys were snug with, with each other. You we would say. Snug. I wouldn't say stiff. We were snug though. We laid in, we both did. Uh, we both like that kind of style. Uh, same with Chris Benoit. Yeah, same uh, thing. You know, Brock Lesnar too. Uh, you know, we, we, if you're an amateur wrestler, you're going to be stiff. Uh, not not that Bob Holly was, but he was a badass and he was a brawler and he liked the stiff stuff. You know. Yeah. All right. Two more questions. Jeremy Priest was Bob one of the toughest guys you ever faced? He he is the toughest guy I faced, um, without a doubt. I I think that um, Bob Holly would have beaten up. 99.9% .9 of the guys in the locker room for real shoot fighting for real. Yes. Yeah. Tough as nails, the toughest guy I've ever met. Bobby with the last question of the week, Paulie B and Kurt. Thank you so much for this podcast. I really enjoy hearing Kurt's take on different aspects of his career. Kurt, did you ever see Bob Holly as anything less than main event talent? No, I didn't. I always thought Bob would make it to main event. I thought he would win world titles. I thought that he would have a lot of success in the company. Unfortunately, he didn't. And, and, and I feel a little bit partially responsible for that. Hmm. Guys. And, uh, if you didn't get a, a chance to check it out, we mentioned a couple matches. I'd say go back and watch those matches with Kurt and you'll see exactly the chemistry. We, those we had great had. chemistry. Yeah. We had some great <laughs> matches together. Yes. Well, next week, Kurt, it's no way out 2004, the night Eddie Guerrero defeats Brock Lesnar to become WWE champion. You wrestle big show and John Cena in a triple threat. Number one contenders match. We're going to talk about the build, including you being knocked out on SmackDown. You probably don't even remember that. Do you? Cause you were knocked out. 
Nope, I don't. <laughs> We're going to talk about it all, and it's going to be a blast. No Way Out 2004. Guys, come back and join us. Also, we talk a lot about Kurt's WWE career and his TNA Impact career, and you can check out all of his past moments on Impact at impactwrestling.com forward slash packages and sign up with the code Kurt. That helps us, and we appreciate you doing that. I'm telling you, you're going to see some of Kurt's best matches ever, Kurt, on Impact Wrestling, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. And I, you know what? I hate to admit this, but I had a little bit better of a career in TNA than I did WWE. And that's hard for me to say, uh, because I had an incredible career in WWE, but I really came into my own about six or seven years into the business. And that's when I started in TNA and I was there for a good 11 years. Yeah. Great matches over there. So, uh, if you could do that impactwrestling.com slash packages and the code is Kurt, I see them adding content in HD constantly. I'm talking about the weekly shows, all the pay-per-views that's the place to go. And that helps us out. Also check us out on ad free shows. You get all the shows early ad free plus bonus shows. Plus you get to see here and see all the bonus stuff that they're working on. Conrad just talked to Gary Juster on the podcast. He talks about behind the scenes with the AWA, the NWA ring of honor, and now MLW. And, uh, that's on a show called the insiders guys. I'm telling you, if you're a wrestling fan and you love wrestling content and you want to hear stories you'd never heard before, go over to adfreeshows.com and check it out. You can uh, find our merchandise and get a sweatshirt for this cold weather, just like I'm wearing right now at boxagimmicks.com. And uh, you can look in the collections for Kurt Angle Show. And Kurt, I do want to show a sneak peek to our folks on YouTube, if I don't peer, uh, pull the headphones right out of my head as I do this. But there is something that is going to be added to the store, and I know because Kurt just autographed them for me, and we've shipped him the Box of Gimmicks to have them put on the store one minute kurt why grab and i want to show our youtube audience right. what it is okay play the elevator music yeah here i come i'm not too far away but guys i'm showing now if you're watching the youtube if you can see this this is a picture of all the guests from 2021 that were on the kurt angle show jd who many of you are familiar with his artwork designed this 11 by 17 poster Kurt is in the middle with his Kurt Angle uh, belt. It says 2021 with the Angle Show, and it's every single guest that was on the Kurt Angle Show with Kurt That's in the middle. That's a great guest, too, yeah. Ray Mysterio, Samoa Joe, Mercedes Vernado, formerly Sasha Banks, and uh, so many others, Randy Orton and Edge. Kurt has autographed this poster, every single one. They are going to be on the store, and we're going to do a poster like this every single year. So our 2022 guests, uh, J.D. will design one uh, in, in, a, in a few weeks for us. 2023, this year, we're going to have guests. These will be collectibles from the Kurt Angle Show. And as I said, Kurt signed every single one of them at the top here in, in black, and uh, they will be on our store shortly. And uh, we're really excited about this piece. This is a true collector's item. And uh, so you're going to want to keep an eye out on the box of gimmick store for your 11 by 17 poster. Uh, we think this is really special. JD hoop did a nice job. Kurt, I know you loved it when you saw it. Oh, I absolutely loved it. Love that Randy Couture was on there. John Bernthal, Ken Shamrock, 
other non-wrestlers yeah it was really it, cool to have it all is yes it's loaded and uh and it's everybody that you had on the show kurt so we're excited about that and next year's the 2022 version is going to be just as awesome as well i mean you think adam cole and so many others mickey james nick aldis and so that one's going to be designed soon as well jay lethal i mean you name it we had him had him on the show so that's going to be fun uh anglepodlinks.com that's where you can find us all show merch uh and uh, socials youtube subscribe and turn Turn on the notifications to our YouTube channel. Kurt just did his Royal Rumble picks. Obviously, as this drops on the main feed, the Royal Rumble's over. You can see that he pick it right. Did he pick the winners right? We're going to start doing once a month exclusive videos to YouTube. And our first one this year is his Royal Rumble picks. So you want to check that out. Kurt, I'm tossing it over to you. It's physicallyfit.com, my friend. All right. Physicallyfit.com. We have chicken snacks and snack smart crispy protein bites. One's chicken protein, one's organic plant protein. There are 11 different flavors, all delicious. Cinnamon swirl, uh, buffalo wild, buffalo blue cheese. Um, there is a uh, uh, sriracha. Yeah. Uh, uh, sweet barbecue. A lot of great flavors. You're going to love them. It's high protein, low carbohydrate. Go to physicallyfit.com to order yours. You use the angle pod, uh, the code angle pod uh, for 20% off. And if you want to become a lifetime member and get 20% off forever, go on the website and sign up for the membership and you'll get it. So go to uh, KurtEnglebrand.com for these. That's right. So check it out. Physicallyfit.com. All good. Physicallyfit.com. But we're headed there. It is now time for KurtEnglebrand.com, Kurt. And that's where they can get a lot of other cool stuff, including t-shirts, milk cartons, cowboy hats, birthday cards, and cameo videos. <laughs> And t-shirts too, man. We yeah, got the they, whole ball of wax. He's Go got it all over there. Uh, if you want an autographed photo, any of those items, I'll sign it and send it back to you right away. There you go. Well, listen, we had a lot of fun this week. Raw 30. You got to hear it all from Kurt. You got to hear everything Bob Holly. And I know we're looking forward to next week's show. Uh, again, No Way Out 2004. On behalf of your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle. This is Paul Bromwell, and we're going to see you right back here next week on The Kurt Angle Show. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.